Hello and welcome to Connected episode 274. This is our 2019 year interview episode and it is made possible by our sponsors, Squarespace, Pingdom, Hover, and StoryWorth. My name is Stephen Hackett and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, happy end of the year. Is that a thing that people say? Yeah, it's the end of the year. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's almost over. Finally, the year of Stephen is ending. Mm, the year of Stephen 2 is just around the corner. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined by our friend Mike Hurley. Oh, hello. Hey, buddy. The year in review. So if you are not familiar with this uh, episode, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the major uh, Apple headlines for the year. And we kind of see what stories ended up being important, what stories seemed like a big deal, but weren't funny things that happened. And we will just work our way through 2019 together. We do this round robin style. And so we don't mess that up. Mike has very helpfully put in initials next to the month names in the Google Doc. I had to do it because you would probably do like round robin, but the rounds a round robin per quarter. So it like adjusts mm -hmm. the order. And then there's like, we go like a round robin per every half year, which is a dish different to that one. You really want nested round robins. So like every mm -hmm. level down is another round robin. It's round, round robin, robin. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're going to start in January. Do we have to? We do. We do need to go in order. Why do we just start in January? Why don't we round robin the months? Time is a social construct. We should start from yeah, that's June. that's true, actually. Yes. Mm, I agree with that. Let me tell you guys something. I have tried several times to write an episode of Ungenius, which is the show, Mike, you and I have about things on Wikipedia. I've tried several times to write an episode about how calendars work, and it's impossible. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it, it cannot be explained by me or any really they just other are. human. Yeah. You know, we're all just in the system. The Matrix says we start in January, so we're going to start in January. And I'm going to start with... Huge news, guys. Huge news reported by Mac Rumors. Air Power has entered production and is coming soon. This is where you're putting the crickets playing. <laughs> <laughs> About every month for the first six months of the year, there was a link in one episode, which was about Air Power coming. Mm -hmm. So I put this one in, and it will come up later on when it was cancelled. This is probably one of the bigger themes of the year. Because by this point, it was very old, right? Mm -hmm. Because, well, they announced it with the iPhone X. They did. Right? Yes. In 2017. That's correct. Then we missed a whole second holiday season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so the desperation started to set in. Mm -hmm. And then the desperation created more rumors yes and then that was one of the big themes of 2019 was just air power it's it's mere okay. yeah <laughs> it's mere like hint of a possible existence and then cancellation which happens later mm -hmm. well don't don't spoil it jesus Mike. oh or not or we, not we don't know it's january yeah or not so. we haven't gotten there yet it's only january that's mm -hmm. a good point up next, more product rumors. The 2019 iPhones are to adopt USB-C, and Apple is working on seventh-generation iPod Touch. Uh, that did come true. They did ship a new iPod Touch in May of 2019 with the uh, the A10 Fusion in it. So pretty pretty beefy little iPod Touch, but no USB-C yet on the iPhones. And we, we've talked about mm -hmm. this a lot. We have not talked about, because the cycle of the way we've done our show recently is that there's a rumor that Apple's going to do an iPhone with no ports. 
It's like mm-hmm. jump over USB-C to nothing. That makes me sad to think about. The iPhone should I'll have ports. I'll be pretty disappointed if that's what they do. Like, I hope the 2020 phone has USB-C on it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I hope they never get rid of the ports, but that's a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can have that one another time. Yeah. In fact, I want an- another button. I want a camera shutter button, but anyways. I want an extra port. Double ports. Mm-hmm. Not the headphone jack, though. Don't want that one. Give me like two USB-C ports on two the iPhone. That'd That's be, what I want. That'd be nice, actually. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike, in January, you tried out the paper-like screen protector Pro- on your iPad. I remember mm-hmm. this. Is that still on your iPad? No, I took it off, remember? It's like some sometime in a few months after I took it off. The reason I've put this in there is because sitting next to me, I have the new one. Mm-hmm. I haven't put it on yet. They did a Kickstarter campaign for a second one. And Marco was talking about it on ATP a few weeks ago. I had I had backed the Kickstarter campaign, but didn't want to tell you. Um, uh, and uh, wow, we reached that point. <laughs> I was on waiting. This show. I was waiting for the right time, and now is kind of the right time. But I haven't actually put it on my iPad yet. But I'm going to. Why don't you do it while we're on the show? Do it now. That is not something I'm going to do. Something I did do as well recently was I got my first dbrand skin. I put a dbrand skin on my Galaxy Fold to make it look a little bit more like a Pokedex. Can you explain to Stephen what a Pokédex is? It's a uh, like an encyclop. It's like a computer encyclopedia of Pokémon. It's like a, a Rolodex, <laughs> a Rolodex of Pokémon. Yes. Yes. Oh my! That's it's where that. it comes from. It's a Rolodex. That's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Of course, Stephen knew. <laughs> so I've got white and red. White on one side, red on another side. So it looks like a. It kind of, in my mind, looks like how a Pokédex would look. Because this device kind of feels like a Pokédex to me. It's kind of cute. Also in January, we got the best Apple PR meme of, the year. Meme of, of the year. all time. Yep, our personal meme of the year. Yes. Uh, this was a press release about um, airlines? Apple Music on American Airlines. So uh, Apple did a deal with American Airlines where there would be you could stream Apple Music for free over their Wi-Fi, whether you were connected to the Wi-Fi or not. And they created a incomprehensible image. Like, just... <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> they created an image which is clearly meant to like <laughs> like replicate what? a Replic- uh, oh, yeah. uh, in-flight safety card. The safety right? card, yes. But there it's just like every so it's a three box image. <laughs> every image has like so many questions related to it. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I love it the so first, much. The first box is the best one, just because of the expression of the guy in the picture. It's like he's just happy. He's just, he's just staring. At what a- I like is that the lady next to him is reading a blank notebook, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, with, which is good. With this her eyes good. half closed, also she's kind of falling asleep. Because <laughs> so she's gonna be the rich. She's sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> and something that I just noticed is that the playlist that the guy is listening to is the new Chicago. So either the guy is leaving Chicago and it's like he's so happy that he's leaving Chicago or he's arriving, he's landing in Chicago. So it's like, yes. And I like that the uh, the image is poorly cropped. So <laughs> yes. like the, the arrow on the search back button is like touching the mm-hmm. edge of the phone, which yeah. is bad. So the guy's and looking at the, it. The piece de resistance is just the satisfied face. The satisfied, yeah. Of listening to his beats. Because he's looking you know. at the playlist and he's like, oh yeah, give me some of that sweet, sweet Illinois. Uh, yep. Chicago, you have to, you have to go to the show notes and check this out. Like mm-hmm. if you've not seen this image before. It's, it's so good. So it's so good. good. Uh, there should be an award for the Apple person that came up with this illustration. Um, this is so good. Everything about it is perfect. This is the only good thing that happened in 2019. And uh, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. 
This image. <laughs> I agree. Like, what's your this. favorite thing of the year? A JPEG file. This one. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do we just want to wrap it up here? Like, I can just do four ad reads and we can go. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> before we get into these next, there are four items left for January. You may remember or may not remember, these all happened within the span of like two weeks. And it was a nightmare for Apple. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I just wanted to make sure that that was it. Like, these four things we're about to talk about, which round out January, just like, it was so bad at the time because it just felt like everything was falling to pieces, <laughs> which was, it was very fun. <laughs> Up first, we have the FaceTime bug that allowed access to the microphone, maybe even your camera, without you giving that access. So. So not only was there that bug, do you remember Apple's response to it? Was it the story with the kid that discovered? Yes. The, yeah. the kid that discovered it, and then the parent wrote that big letter, and then Apple tried to brush it off, and then they eventually had an executive go to the a, house. They had a photo op or something, right? Yeah, yeah. and like, and that they named the kid, and I think that they like gave them money from the bounty yeah. program, if I remember mm-hmm. rightly. So like, it wasn't just that they had this bad bug. They tried to like, and there's another story like this later on in the year. Apple tried to like brush it away, and it got way worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. they ended up having a software update. I think they ended up turning off group FaceTime. They turned until, off FaceTime. Yep. Yes. Yeah, until you ran the update, and they never re-enabled it for this old version of iOS. Yeah, not not Apple's fi- finest handling of a of a situation like this, but um, definitely a, an unusual story. You know, we don't see this sort of. There's definitely quality control issues, but this is a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, because it, it was it, to the point where they had to server side disable a feature of the iPhone. Mm-hmm. It was and it, and as well, it was uh, if you remember, group FaceTime was hilariously late as well. Mm-hmm. Right, so it came late. And then had this massive flaw. <laughs> so yeah, that was not a good time. Mm-hmm. I remember testing group FaceTime with y'all and John, like when it, I think it was, when it was oh, in beta. Yeah. And like, I saw my phone being hot to the touch. Like this isn't ready yeah, yet. I was in Seattle, I think. We And we tried it all out and like it was just, it was an Has nightmare. anybody ever it used it? Group FaceTime? No, I've no. never used it. Uh-huh. No. But I very rarely use FaceTime, to be honest. Like I very rarely video call anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I did that, I, I would, if you know what I mean, right? Like if I was, if my family were a FaceTime family, right, which I know a lot of people are, I could imagine us doing multiple people on a call, but like we just right. never do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. In January, we also had uh, Facebook's VPN app. It came out that they were using that to um, collect a lot of data on people. It was called Project Atlas. It was basically Facebook went around <laughs> to a bunch of teenagers and paid them. <laughs> That's a good mm-hmm. name if you're going to spy on people. Project Atlas. Mm-hmm. And it was pre was it previously called Onavo? Yeah, that's the Onavo. Apple Porter. The Onavo VPN thing. Yeah. And the but the problem was with this as you may remember, this wasn't in the App Store. It was being spread around with an enterprise certificate which Facebook were publicly getting people into like they had like uh Instagram ads and stuff like that to get people to sign up for this. And then they were installing an app with an enterprise certificate, which made Apple revoke Facebook's enterprise certificate completely for a period of time um, while they fixed it. And if you remember, they also did it to Google as well. Which basically broke Facebook because they used that certificate on all their internal apps. And we've been to Facebook's mm-hmm. campus, right? There's You need your an app to like order food or do all these things. And it, mm-hmm. it, from accounts within the company, it basically just meant no one could do anything for a while. And... Mm. 
and then Facebook and Apple came to some sort of agreement because I mean, look, these companies as kind of gross as it is, they they do all need each other, right? Like the iPhone has to have the Facebook app on it to be mm-hmm. a smartphone people want. And, uh, but they got it worked out, I guess. And it did spin off a, a bunch of discussion about these enterprise certificates and Apple's rules about them are actually pretty strict and how a lot of big companies were, uh, were basically just doing what they wanted to with them. So I don't know if they've made any big like changes to that program, but I think these companies are going to be a lot more careful about using them with public people uh, in the future. Yeah, because you got to imagine, right, like Apple did kind of bring down the hammer a little bit, not as much as some people would have liked, but they did, there were ramifications. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if those ramifications came with a more serious threat. Right. Right. Just like, like, we catch you doing this again, it's over. Mm -hmm. Which which is within Apple's right. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. their their right to protect their platform and... Facebook, man. Because I'm pretty sure that the like the agreement terms of the enterprise program is that you cannot use yeah. this program to to uh, make publicly available software. And right, that's what they were doing. Yeah, they're they're made for internal testing, and and depending on how you read it, even Facebook's use of it for like internal apps for their employees, like even that may be beyond the scope of what Apple intends with these certificates. So yeah, uh, I think that it's a mess. I mean, I don't know. There are people smarter than me, but like I think ultimately there needs to be a method of only being able to distribute these over like a net company's network, and like th- that's the only way it can be done. You know, like you have to be connected to like this Facebook Wi-Fi corporate Wi-Fi, and it can be distributed that way. Otherwise, you can't. I think mm-hmm. having these things like distributable over over the internet is a problem, or like do them by by cable or something. So if it's like for distributed workers, I don't know, but it just right. feels like that it's not. It's not really a great a great system. I mean, if you know, I think the enterprise certificate was actually just created so like teams of developers could install the apps they were testing. Bingo. I don't mm-hmm. think that they were. F- it was created so like a company of a thousand people could have the app that they do for their lunch that they just don't want to get out into the public. That stuff should be done through web apps, probably. So that is that's January. That's January, so we move on to February. Uh, so Angela Arantz leaves Apple, and Deirdre O'Brien assumes the retail role, combining retail and people into the one. The year of Stephen! This is where Stephen got drunk with power because we made our picks, and then just a couple of weeks later, the first executive of the year left uh, Apple. And it, it was surprising, and it was one of those, it was weird because it happened very quickly. Like, mm-hmm. Angela's going, Deirdre's in place, Angela's gone, right? Like, it, it yep. wasn't like the Johnny thing where it's like it was much more in advance, it seems like, that they announced his departure before he actually left. Like, Angela seemed to have been gone immediately. And of course, you may remember that this was also around the time that Apple started doing a lot of different things around the way the iPhones were sold after a disappointing uh, quarterly mm-hmm. result the year before. Um, and the the tea leaves and then some reports afterwards seem to indicate that Angela came in to do a specific job and to build Apple stores a specific way with with programs. But then Apple's business changed and the things that she was brought in to do couldn't work anymore. And they had to change a lot of stuff around the way that iPhones were sold and that the uh, Apple stores looked and they needed somebody different for that because it was not the role that Angela was brought in for. And so it seemed like that. It seemed like I don't know, like an amicable parting of ways, probably. 
Do we think the Apple stores have gotten better in terms of buying stuff or getting support? I haven't been there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. So I, like, don't know. They're, they're, I mean, I've never had terrible problems, but like, it's a thing that I've seen. Const- like, you know, it's like, yes, like that's, it is as bad as it's always been or as good as it's always been. But the main thing that I've seen is like, where there's different signage and stuff in the Apple stores that more clearly spell out some stuff about the phones. Yes. Like they're trying to separate the phone line more. Yeah. And show people, and but then the biggest thing is there are like these are the ways you can get an iPhone for cheaper than you thought. Posters all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw also. I, I I walked by recently and I saw a new signage for Apple TV Plus that um that clearly explains like uh, if you buy a new device, you get an year like you get a year of Apple TV Plus and you get all these shows. Mm-hmm. It's like super like clear language, you know not aspirational posters or that kind of stuff, which I think is good. I think it's good to, you know, to have a more pragmatic approach. All right, so what else do we have? Uh-huh. <laughs> Reports of alternate app stores that use the enterprise certificate not being taken down by Apple. So TechCrunch were on a beat at this point because the the VPN app thing was a, was a big exclusive for them. And then they kept having a bunch of really great reports. And so they kept going and kept going. And then they found that not only were companies using enterprise certificates, there were shady individuals uh, who Mm -hmm. were using the enterprise certificate program to create like underground app stores Mm -hmm. to distribute things that were against Apple's rules, like pornographic applications, gambling applications and other illegal and, and then also, sorry, not other and also illegal activity stuff. Uh, so people would download a enterprise certificate and then they could get their hands on all these different applications. So this was like another thing that was being u- that this program was being used for. So that is gone. Uh, and then Federico, I know your favorite story of the year, USB 3.0 and 3.1 merged under new USB 3.2 branding. Yes, yes. this is a great change. Uh, basically, uh, if, if things weren't already confusing before, um, USB, so the USB 3.0 spec was uh, divided between USB 3.0 and 3.1, and 3.1 used to be split in 3.1 Gen 1, which is 5 gigabits per second, and 3.1 Gen 2, which is 10, uh, which is also what the 2018 iPad Pro features. Uh, now, the USB, uh, what's it called, the USB... If the implementers forum uh, decided to change um, USB 3.1 Gen <laughs> 1 to USB 3.2 Gen 1, and USB, so basically upgrade them by one step each, uh, so from 3.1 to 3.2, but still Gen 1 and Gen 2. And then what? What else did they do? Um, it was like super speed. Yeah, that was the super speed branding, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Now there's also a thing called USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2, which is <laughs> which which is uh, 20 gigabits per second, and it's known as super speed USB 20 gigabits per second. Um, so my favorite speed. So it's um, you know this is this is the worst. This is the you know. Uh, engineers coming up with names that make sense on a spreadsheet and then you got to explain them to manufacturers. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. Uh, if you're looking for the... I don't know of any um, Apple computers or... I mean, the iPad Pro doesn't. Um, USB 3.2 Gen 2x2, 20 gigabits per second. Does the Mac Pro support this, Stephen? 
Would you know if it supports 20 gigabits? I, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Maybe the next iPad Pro will. So, yeah, uh, there's. I remember I had. Uh, I really struggled to write the linked post for this on, on Mac stories because of all the names and, uh, you know, super speed USB. Yeah. Uh, but this does tie in, like, that. Que- even that question you just asked is a problem with, like, the USB-C and Thunderbolt. Mm. It is almost impossible for you to know easily what you need and what supports what. Mm-hmm. It's like a nightmare. Because then as well, companies don't say. So something that we should mention like we've been referencing for a while, it's like, will the Pro... Like, so like we talk about the Pro Display XDR, right? Last week. Well, the Pro, Di- Pro Display XDR will be... Like, you can use it with an iMac Pro, uh-huh. even though Apple doesn't list it. You can also use it with an iPad mm-hmm. Pro, which was Federico's prophecy mm-hmm. from a while back. So, like, Apple... Do- like, so companies don't even list what you... Like, these things properly for whatever reason. And, and it's because it will run at 5K, not 6K, but it does work. So it's like this is the whole problem with like Thunderbolt and USB C and USB three and all that nonsense. It's a nightmare. Uh, some some real time follow up. The I/O card in the Mac Pro, uh, the USB A ports are up are only to five uh, gigabytes five? per second. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're not even the ten. Huh. It, but also has two Thunderbolt ports, so you get the ten gigabit there. But if you want the five gigabit, uh, USB A is going to be slower. All right. It's a bummer. And then lastly in February, the Galaxy S10 launched with an ultrasonic fingerprint reader. I put this in here because it just was kind of like a note of record. I weren't the first phone to do it, but they were the biggest like market phone to do it first, right? Like there were some phones from other manufacturers that had this, but now it's become more of a thing on Android as uh, phones are going edge to edge. They're putting their fingerprint readers under the screen. And the reason that I want to put this in there is because it's still very possible that we could end up with one of these in an iPhone in the future. Mm. I would like It'd be one. sweet. Yeah. I would like it too. All right. So that is February. Before we get mm-hmm. to March, let me tell you about our first sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea, complete with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and much more. If you think about what goes on a modern website, it's far more than just words, right? You've got uh, photo galleries. You want to embed video. Maybe you're going to have a store or a portfolio. Squarespace is all one platform that lets you do all of that stuff. And you don't have to become some sort of like server admin type because there's nothing to install. There are no patches to worry about. There are no upgrades needed because Squarespace has all of that covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help at all. Let's you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. My kids' elementary school, they're like the, the PTO, like the parent organization, needs a new website. The current website is really, really bad, and like the person who built it's long gone. And we're going to rebuild it on Squarespace because it's going to look great, and they can edit the content themselves really easily in Squarespace's editor. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for the show. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase. I'd like to thank Squarespace for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. 
Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, it is March, and we begin with Spotify um, launching a time-to-play-fair campaign against Apple and filing a complaint with the European Commission, uh, which is a regulatory body that controls you know, non, uh, non-competitive practices in the market and whatnot. Basically, Spotify had a blog post um, written by CEO. Oh, and they also created that whole website. Yes, they had a blog post and a website at timetoplayfair.com. Essentially arguing that Apple was uh, stifling innovation and competition by uh, via a few, they basically mentioned a few issues. Apple's commission of 30% from App Store subscriptions that um, for services with recurring revenue and subscriptions like Spotify, uh, the company was arguing that it's too much. Uh, and they also mentioned the fact that Spotify users could not take advantage of um, integrations with the iPhone's operating system like Siri, for example. Uh, so this locked-in approach that Apple was using uh, to promote their own services like Apple Music at the expense of third-party services like Spotify. There was a big um, discussion on all tech blogs and basically on all major news websites about Spotify launching this campaign. And then I, I sort of I don't know what happened because it doesn't feel like we nothing has come out of this basically. Um, well, Apple has allowed some stuff. Apple has yes, at WWDC with the with iOS 13, Apple opened up the Siri. Um, media intents to allow Spotify, for example, or other music or podcast apps to start playback uh, with Siri. So you can search the entire Spotify catalog with Siri, you can play music, you can play playlists. Obviously, you don't have all of the commands that you have with Apple Music, but mm-hmm. it's uh, I guess it's a start. And you can do, you know, if you want to play your Discover Weekly with Siri, you can do that now. But when it comes down to like the cotton stuff, well, nothing's happened. Nope. So we're, I guess we're assuming something to come out of the European Commission if they accept the complaint from Spotify. So uh, the website, it's still up, uh, timetoplayfair.com. There's a video, there's a few. Uh, five fast facts about Apple's uh, anti-competitive behavior. Um, so that happened. We talked about it. I thought that, you know, I remember that Spotify had... S- you know, I had a point about the, the fact that Apple should have opened up the platform more, and they did that, so that's fine about, about the money stuff. Well, you know, somebody smarter than me will decide whether that's uh, anti-competitive or not. Um, yeah, the last that I can find is that uh, a EU commission was started looking into this in May. Okay, so maybe they went on vacation afterwards. <laughs> I think these things just move. <laughs> Very, very slowly. Uh, so before the uh, spoiler alert, there's going to be an Apple media event in March. Uh, but before that, Apple sort of cleared the deck uh, with a few announcements. New iPad Air and iPad Mini. So the iPad Mini um, hadn't received an update since 2015. So a big comeback four years later. Uh, updated cheapy uh, CPU and, and home button, of course. No Face ID, still Touch ID. And the iPad Air uh, was essentially the old old 10.5-inch iPad Pro, but with a new name and a cheaper price. So the 10.5 iPad Pro basically became the new iPad Air, which is a great deal for a lot of people, I think. Confusing name, I know. We've had 
iPad. Now we have iPad and iPad Air and iPad Mini and iPad Pro, but I think it's a, you know, the iPad Air is a great deal. It supports the Apple Pencil, the first generation one. Doesn't have all the fancy stuff of the new, of the 2018, well, not new anymore, of the 2018 iPad Pro, like USB-C or the second generation Apple Pencil, or the fancy, what do they call it, liquid retina display. Uh, but it's, uh, again, supports the smart keyboard, supports the first generation Pencil, runs iPad OS. I think it's a great deal. Um, people seem to like it. Um, I don't, I absolutely do not remember the fact that the iMac was updated, but I do remember the episode of Upgrade about it, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, this was when we interviewed Colleen Ovielli. Yes. It was, by and large, a, a relatively regular update to the iMac, uh, but I was just really proud of this episode, so I put it in. Yes. <laughs> for yes. The, year, the year update. AirPods 2, we were really happy to see this, uh, an update to the AirPods three years after the original ones. I remember we were talking back then about the fact that my AirPods were dying just in time for the new ones to arrive. Yep. We were all starting to have battery problems, but yours were in a pretty bad situation. Basically, the week after one of them completely died, Apple announced the new new AirPods. Um, I guess the most notable feature of the new AirPods is the option to get a wireless charging case, which to this day, I still love the fact that I can just put the AirPods on a wireless charging mat and they charge that's great they also had support for voice activation for siri so overall i think people liked the the second generation airpods i remember a few folks complaining about the price increase for the wireless charging option but you know you got an extra and you pay for the extra so we all love our second generation AirPods, but wait until we talk about the AirPods Pro. <laughs> hey, some of us are still using our AirPods too. Oh yeah. Have, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a pro. Thing. I'm not a pro boy. You're not a pro. Uh period. Um Wow. Yes. There was an Apple uh this is I guess the one of the most surprising announcements or maybe just changes of the year. The fact that Apple had a service focused event in March. Mm-hmm. They talked about Apple News Plus, uh, the Apple Card, and Apple TV Plus and Apple Arcade. So a bunch of services all at once. Apple News Plus um, rolled it out with, um, what was that? A hundred magazines in theory. So you pay a subscription. Yep. Uh, is that? So I, I don't remember because I stopped paying for this months ago. $9.99 a month, right? Yes, it is. A single monthly mm-hmm. fee of $9.99. So $10, 300 magazines. I remember... That night when I went through Apple News and, and compiled the list of all the magazines that I could find, I don't remember why I did that to myself, but I did. <laughs> so largely a disappointment, I would say. Uh, the service is struggling to gain traction. It's not. There's a few reports that are saying it's not really working out for publishers. Some other reports are saying, well, some publishers do make some money off of Apple News+. Plus. Uh, the experience from a, a customer point of view Really horrible. Uh, the fact that the news app is this mesh of uh, new original, like news content from like publications that are using the Apple News format, including some of the magazines 
from Apple News Plus, but then some other magazines are essentially glorified PDFs that you need to actually read the scanned page inside the news app. You need to zoom in because it's not text, it's a PDF. Um, so not a, great, not a great experience, not a great pricing model. This is uh, Apple, News, uh, Apple News Plus is probably ripe for being bundled with some other service eventually. Do you remember the Apple News app on the Mac allowed for people to just rip the PDFs? For a period yeah. of time, <laughs> yep. you could find the PDFs on Apple's uh, CDN and just download the PDF documents for <laughs> paid-for <laughs> publications for free using Safari. So really good job there. Uh, Apple Card. I really don't know how to describe this. So Apple partnered with Goldman Sachs, which is a bank in America. Yes. Kind of. Kind of. It's like a financial institution. Is that a be- it's better to say like, that? Better to That's say a that. So they made sense, a credit yeah. card, and I'm gonna get this wrong. I saw an Apple card in person recently, um, and I touched one. Finally, it's a heavy Ooh, card. They're cool. Yes, it's, they're cool. It's very cool. Um, what's so? This is my best description as an Italian with no experience about American banks and credit cards. It's uh, what sets it apart is the integration with the iPhone, the fact that it's made by Apple, so it's all integrated with the wallet app, but it's got also the daily cashback feature. So basically, you spend money, you get money back. You don't get points, you don't get rewards, you get actual cash in your Apple wallet. Yep, that's perfectly explained. Okay, cool. Um, Thank you. And finally, Apple TV Plus. Of course, after two, three years of rumors, and uh, reports from Hollywood publications. It's real. It's coming uh, at the end of the year. Uh, later, we would know it was going to be November. Or maybe they said in March it was going to be November. Do you remember, Mike? Did they say it's November or just this fall? Uh, they said... I think they said later they this said, year. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we saw... Yeah, the date of November came in September. Yeah. Okay. For the same for Apple right. Arcade. They were both just like right. later this year. And the right. dates came... Uh, in the September event for WWDC. In hindsight, has that announcement event aged well in your minds? Maybe they had all the people on stage and like talked about their shows but didn't show any clips. It's very strange. I thought it was fine. I mean, but again, like I was paying way more attention. I knew all of the shows that they were announcing anyway. Right. So like, I don't know how it came across to people that weren't paying the level of attention that I did, but I still felt like they did a good, they did a good job. I think. And are y'all watching anything on Apple TV Plus? You know, it, the f- first season of most of the shows is wrapping up mm-hmm. right about now. Yeah. So by the end of this week, maybe the answer is no to that question. Um, right. <laughs> it's all done. Uh, but yeah. what, what have you? But, what have you watched? For all mankind. Yes. Very good. Which is Very just good. like. Very good. No spoilers, but like Jesus. I'm two episodes <laughs> behind, so no spoilers. Thank you. Right, but that's all I'll say then. Uh, and the morning show. Is I think has been consistently good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think that for all mankind started good and has gotten really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see, I never I watched the first episode, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I've watched a handful of episodes of Dickinson. Like I will finish it, but I'm in no real rush to. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to try out the uh, the the crime podcast drama one. Me too. To be told. Yes. 
because the trailer looked good. I thought the premise was ridiculous, but the trailer looked good, so yeah. I, I want to give it a shot. Is that the one where the podcaster murders somebody or something? It's where like a murder podcaster goes back because she That's realizes right. that like she put someone in prison and and she realizes that she shouldn't I mean, look, have. Who hasn't accidentally done that with a, with their podcast? That's this is very right. true. It's no one's seen Kyle the Gray for a while. It's where do basically you think, yeah. a TV show about crime podcast follow up. When you think about it. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah it's like oh, it's like it's weaponized follow-up yes, i guess yes. like criminalized mm-hmm. follow-up it's the follow-up, most important yes. follow-up right when you get someone out of prison like literally well actually you know i should go back to this <laughs> to this topic maybe the guy's not guilty um apple arcade was also announced and i think we were all pretty impressed with the fact that apple was promising uh, a service of regional well, not original, but at least exclusive on iOS some games. Some original games. Yeah. A uh, hundred games. I think they mentioned a hundred games, right? And they had... Yeah, the, and they showed a slide of a bunch of There was a slide. There, was, there were demos. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So that was the Apple services event. Do Here's a question before we move on to the next month, which is April, because that's how calendars work. Do we think that Apple will have a services event again? Um, it's possible. So mm. w- w- there's a thing in the in the media industry called upfronts, where there's like a certain time of the year. It happens a couple of times a year where you are showing off. Typically, and traditionally, you are showing off what shows you have to interest advertisers. But it's also over time become media. So you are showing your products to advertisers, so they'll sponsor you or give you advertisements for your shows and or because all the media is there as well so you want them to see the content that you have coming i would be really surprised if apple did not participate in these types of things and but knowing them they wouldn't want to go to the turf of everybody else and do it um but they might i mean they they have shown some willingness to bend to the tv industry but i expect that there will be another event for apple tv plus next year where they show off some of their upcoming programming for the year mm-hmm. that makes sense i mean but there is there could also be if they wanted to do it and like oh and here's a bunch of apple arcade stuff that we're going to do and like and or tie in a media thing a services thing in with other stuff so it might mm-hmm. become part of a like the music event you know like the music event ultimately started to become an event that had more things in it yeah um, so that might be the same all right we're going to move into april uh this next thing actually happened uh in march but i it, it would be awkward for federico to talk about it because mm-hmm. he got a lovely quote tweet from Tim Cook oh, on March yeah. uh, We spoke about it in April. It happened on March 28th. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, it's fine. I saw the date and I decided to keep it in April. Uh, Federico, you had tweeted about setting up the ECG stuff in the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And Federico, uh, Federico, you got a lovely Tim Cook quote tweet saying that they were thrilled mm-hmm. that their new heart health features are available in Europe and Hong Kong. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, that, that was cool. Oh, that was that was also in the week where Tim was releasing all his products all the time. It's pos- Do you remember it's when possible. he was like just over the shoulder shots of him yeah. just like with different products in his hands? Oh yeah, that happened this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was in March. The best part about that tweet, I mean, besides the tweet alone, which is awesome, um, is the fact that so many people uh, <laughs> like tweeted at me saying things along the lines of "You made it." 
<laughs> as if like <laughs> now because of a single tweet my career is like complete i finally made congrats it, uh, congrats it's not like i mean i the way i would see that is it is a very selective very cool hill to have climbed over right? sure to to get a i mean and i think most people like to get an acknowledgement like this on social media from any of the Apple executives mm. is something that a lot of people in the technology industry aspire to achieve. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you that was one of them. A Tim Cook tweet is like a particularly rare tweet. Yeah, it's I think that's what people meant by that. It's cool. You should feel good about it. Yeah, I do. Uh, up, up next, we have the Powerbeats Pro being announced uh, in, in early April. We've... My wife has been on the show to review them. They seem popular. I think people like them. Um, they're, of course, the the wireless power beats with the, the AirPod goodness in them, but completely independent with the ear hook. So they're sort of designed for uh, activity and working out and that sort of thing. So they seem like uh, people are, are happy with that. Uh, we also have, Mike, this is another one from March. Apple uh, on March 29th, not April. Hey, you know. Canceled. I remember saying, I've Guys, don't worry. I've gone through and added. I spent the time and gone through and added all of this. You yeah. could have checked it. I didn't. I did not notice. This the is URL. based upon when we spoke about it on the show. So right? we spoke about in April. Air Power is dead. Uh, this is uh, an article from Matt Panzerino over on TechCrunch. Uh, there's a quote in here um, that uh, after much effort, we concluded that Air Power will not achieve our high standards, and we have canceled the project. Mm. Yeah. Poor air power. Hashtag no. Mike was right. Did you say it was dead? I was the only one of the three of us that thought it was completely dead, yeah. We had we had a predictions. One of the predictions included air power somewhere. Yeah. Well, we'll fi- but yeah, I was I was very convinced that it was not going to live on and because it just once the information started coming out about how complicated it was to build, right? Like how many coils were needed, I was like convinced that there was no way that it could could live because it just seemed like it was an incredibly complicated stru- like manufacturing problem and mm-hmm. that was what it seemed like they could not have overcome. Yeah. So it's dead and gone. Rest in peace, air power. We also saw leaks, uh, beginning leaks of iOS 13, including dark mode and multitasking. Um, Federico, when when this broke, what did you what did you think? Um, I thought that the dark mode, uh, if, our, if this was the nine to five Mac, um, they had a multiple day long thing. This was the first of those. Yeah, I I remember being surprised by the. Uh, the details on the undo gestures and the font management, because that those like looked very specific, like to have specific gestures and and details about um, fonts. Uh, the what I guess what I was really excited to see was the idea that, and it didn't pan out actually in practice, that on iPad with multitasking you could be according to nine to five Mac you uh, you could be able to detach. Uh, like popovers from the UI and have like these floating panels um, that you can rearrange on screen. And that didn't happen uh, with iPadOS. So that's possible that Apple maybe punted the feature and that's still coming next year. 
uh, we saw before there was this open source framework made by a guy who now works at Apple at the Xcode team of all places um, yep. called PanelKit that allowed developers to implement these floating panels, like uh, take a popover, long press it, detach it, and res- you know resize it and place it on screen, do whatever you want. I wouldn't like to see that, and I still think it's a good idea, especially if you have a big iPad and you want to customize the interface and the elements that you see according to your taste and needs, that'd be nice, but uh, that didn't happen. I was really excited to see that, but it didn't happen. Uh, But yeah, otherwise they got it all right, I think, including the new volume HUD. That also happened, yeah. And a redesigned reminders app. So there was a bunch of information here that actually was correct. I have never, and I still have not gotten used to that three-finger tap gesture. Oh, really? Oh, I use it all the time. It's so nice. I've actually, I've, I've just haven't got used to it mm. yet. Same as with like the changes to the way text selection. Oh yeah, works. that's horrible. Text selection is so bad. They should just go back to the way that it used to be. I cannot select. Jeremy Burge was tweeting about this recently. I cannot select text reliably anymore. Um, nope. It's effectively become impossible to move the cursor exactly where you want it to be. Uh, mm-hmm. But even just, they have the news like. Um, intelligent or smart text selection which is nice in that if you double tap something that is uh, detected to be a specific piece of data like a person's name or a company name or a song and you double tap the whole thing gets selected which is nice so if you have something like fallout boy for example and you double tap anywhere near that Mm -hmm. the entire three words get selected so that's nice because it's recognized to be um, a band name steven there are musicians um (laughs) but yeah but like the whole thing is just so fiddly now and you don't have the magnification loop anymore which i still and i wrote this in my review i don't understand why the magnification loop had to be removed this was the feature that allowed you to see a zoomed in view uh, what you were selecting because your finger is covering the t- text that you're selecting. It only made sense. It's been available since the iPhone was able to select text. Uh, so mm-hmm. with iOS 3, iPhone OS 3, maybe 4, uh, years ago, many, many years ago. And now it's gone for no good reason. Like you can still have a magnification loop. It's fine. And now you're in a situation where you select text if you can and when you do, you cannot see what's underneath your finger because the loop is gone. I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's way too complicated. I don't like it. I've tried, and like, I haven't wanted to talk about it, but I really, really don't like it. Uh, Mike, this month also brought the... The best news of the year. Wonderful slash terrible Galaxy Fold. And since you're a Galaxy Fold enthusiast, tell us what happened this spring. Two things happened in April. Uh, the first Galaxy Fold reviews started dropping and then all of the devices immediately started breaking. So uh, we had, there were a couple of issues. Dieter Bone had a problem where some dust got in the hinge and broke the screen of his. And then other ver- like various uh, media types, YouTubers, reporters, peeled off what they thought was a screen protector on the device and it actually peeled the whole screen off. And all the phones broke, and then Samsung promptly first said they were going to continue charging on, and then they didn't, and they uh, unfortunately delayed the phone at that point. I say unfortunately, I say fortunately delayed the phone. They took the time to get it right, uh, like to fix some of the problems and make the phone better, and it came out later on in the year. And uh, is yours broken? Mine is going strong. 
And I, as I said, like I play with it quite a lot and I am not careful with it by design, right? Like I'm not trying to like treat this thing with kid gloves, right? Like I, I use it like I would any device and I think it's great. I'm so excited for the Razer. The, the folding Razer. Oh yeah, the Motorola. Mm. Mm. It does look yes. cool. It looks really cool. Anyway, I get the best news story of the year from May. Warren Buffett Paper Wizard. Game of the year. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is, uh, there is travesty, um, travesty in Max Story Select, which we'll talk about later on, uh, that it did not, that Warren Buffett Paper Wizard was not even con- considered. I, I think that I agree. this is a travesty, and I'm going to be writing a letter, a strongly worded letter to the editor in chief of Max Stories. Yes about this yeah um because i think it's a, a just a just a disaster but this created one of my very favorite episodes of connected uh where we dug deep into warren buffett's kind of whole thing oh yeah uh and we're losing our minds as we learn more and more about warren he's buffett. a strange individual he likes his coke a certain way and i mean coca-cola uh you know he has very he's a man of particular taste uh mm-hmm. this warren buffett so Super interesting character in a bunch of ways, actually, Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will recommend to you guys, if you have not seen the documentary Inside Bill's Brain on Netflix, it's the Bill Gates documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren Buffett pops up in that a bunch, uh, but it's actually just like a really interesting documentary that I recommend. But uh, yeah, so we have Warren Buffett, uh, Paper Wizard, where we also realized that nobody could beat Warren Buffett's score, which nope. is kind of like the most perfect thing. And it's just also one of those really wonderful and weird Apple stories where someone was made to do something that they didn't want <laughs> to do. And it's so fun to imagine how on earth this thing was made. Um, and then Apple also updated the MacBook Pro. They tweaked the keyboard again and then extended the keyboard service program to include that keyboard. <laughs> so <laughs> still going well in May. <laughs> I think it is yet to be proven how those keyboards uh, will will age. I have one of these MacBook Pros, one of the 2019 ones, and the keyboard's been totally fine. It may stay that way, but clearly they had to move away from it, and we'll talk about that later in this episode. This was the final revision, right, of the keyboard? It was. It was the one, so they they had the first one. They revised the MacBook Pro again, didn't they? But they kept the keyboard the same? That's that's MacBook Pro underscore final underscore final underscore V3 (laughs) dot Underscore, we promised the keyboard's (laughs) fixed underscore. This is the one that they already had had the little... um, like rubber covers and then this a change uh included like material changes and some people think including i fix it that the the stainless steel dome switch is tougher that maybe those were uh failing and, and causing some of the issues uh but mine has been fine now i don't use it every day but uh i do travel with it and it has been fine so far and my 2016 failed within a few months and again not a daily driver so so far mine's been fine but it is under that extended keyboard service program and uh, so I know that I'm, I'm cool if something does happen. Halfway. Halfway. We're going to jump back in to June right after this break uh, where I talk about Pingdom. The holiday shopping season, it's it's here. It's almost over. In fact, if you if you haven't started yet, you're in trouble. You should you should go do that. <laughs> you really got to hurry up. Come on. <laughs> you got a week. And uh, you know, we have just terrified a bunch of our listeners who have realized they have not started their holiday shopping yet. So like this is a service we provide. I'm here to help. Just like Pingdom is here to help. Mm. Oh, it's good. 
So if you're shopping online, there's a little worse than that failing, right? You're in shopping cart somewhere and you go to enter something and the page freezes or reloads and all your stuff's gone. That's no good. Uh, Pingdom is a service to help prevent all that sort of stuff because it lets uh, people behind websites know the moment their site goes down uh, in whatever way is best. So it uses transaction monitoring to alert people when cart checkouts, forms, login pages, and much more fail. Uh, we use this on Relay's website. So I know if Relay.fm is having a, is having problems before I open TweetBot and discover that people are telling me there uh, before it affects the business. You can customize those alerts and who is alerted depending on the severity of the outage. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of the show and Relay FM. In June, uh, of course, uh, WWDC happens, and that is where I unveiled the tattoo that I didn't get in June. I actually got months before. Uh, so there was this whole story that I invented about the fact that I was going to get a skin biopsy to help other people. Uh, because you're a terrible person. I'm a terrible person. But I need. So basically, he, like. Try to understand my position here. I got a weird fish tattoo like months before in April. So it was fully healed by WWDC, but I needed to come up with a method to hide the fact that I had this tattoo in my inner, uh, what's what, what's this part bicep. of the human body? Bicep, yes. Yeah, bicep. Uh, hide it. <laughs> so imagine this, California in June, it's going to be hot, you know, nice weather. Uh, you don't want to wear like a sweater or a long sleeve shirt. Um, so I needed to hide this tattoo that is very visible on my bicep from Mike, who I was sharing a hotel room with for um, four day- five days, actually. Uh, it's not like I just could walk for five days with my left arm attached to my body without ever moving it. That would have looked weird. Nobody has ever contested that you needed some idea of which to hide this i need a, an excuse to put on a huge patch yep on my bicep and explain why so but you never thought, had to say that it was to assist with like cancer diagnoses and other people well i needed to sell it and i thought that my <laughs> history with you know, cancer and stuff would uh-huh. avoid any kind of question from people. And it did. It worked. It was like, yeah, I got to... I mean, yes, it definitely worked. You know, everybody... So my plan is was to make everybody feel bad forever asking why I had a patch. And that's it. Nobody's ever going to ask again. Perfect. So I needed to come up with a story. Uh, and I did. And I kind of regret it because, you know, it's you know it's bad to lie, but it was for a good reason. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to unveil the tattoo at our live show for Connected Live. And it was it was beautifully done. Yes. I'm very happy with the execution. That also, by the way, involved a quiz during the show. We had a little game mm-hmm. where I had Steven jot down ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not ideas, but answers to a long question. Uh, eventually those words would put together, they would take you to an Emojipedia page. So I collaborated with Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Burjo Emojipedia. And uh, on that page for the weird fish emoji page, uh, you could find the Mac Stories link. You tap the Mac Stories link and you see the photos. 
And then I, you know, I get up on stage and I remove my jacket and Mike looks at the tattoo. It was very nicely done, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, WWDC was also going on, um, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my life, like that, it really is just the, that WWDC was the also that year yeah. to this. Yeah, a uh. bunch of things happened. Um, I interviewed Craig Federighi. Uh, mm-hmm. That happened. Oh yeah, I did. Yes. Um, Mm, iPadOS was announced so Apple announced that they were going to split iOS in two iOS for iPhone and iPod Touch I guess because it's still a thing and iPadOS for iPads Um, they unveiled the Mac Pro the new Mac Pro yes they did yes yep and uh, we got to interview Doug Brooks the product manager for that on uh, Mac Power Users which was really cool Uh of course uh, iOS 13 with dark mode and what else is new on the on the iPhone? I mean, the updated shortcuts app, bunch of things, really. Yeah, Mac Catalyst, Swift asking? UI, mm-hmm. Swift UI, yeah. Swift UI. Yes, that's also a thing. Uh, and while we, I guess while we're doing this, and then we had a, a, an interview with uh, two members of the Apple's product teams about Swift UI and upgrade as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Uh, a lot of things going on at WWDC. Uh, I actually, oh yeah, the new reminders app was new. A lot of things you can check out. The, well, we can talk about <laughs> it later. Well, I completely forgot about this uh, phone, but Huawei postponed the Mate X foldable phone. Is it yep. still in a postponed state, or did it actually come out? I think the the latest that I noted is that they had released it limit in limited quantities in China only. So mm. it is essentially still not available widely anyway. Okay. There have been no reviews of this product in any outlet that I have come across. Let's move on to July. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, we got the news that. Johnny Ive leaving Apple to form an independent design company. Mm. And this ends a a really like impressively long career at Apple. Of course, he was a close um, collaborator with Steve Jobs. He designed the most iconic Apple products you can think of. He designed Apple Park, like down to like the chairs and the, and the bolts holding doors on to bathroom stalls, like all of it. And I don't think this was a huge surprise to to people paying attention, uh, but uh, they sort of made it official. This was a process. You mentioned uh, uh, Angela and the retail changes earlier. Uh, With Johnny, it was different. This was the beginning of a process that really just ended at Thanksgiving a couple of weeks ago. He's out doing his thing. Uh, He took uh, some other designers with him. There's new bosses. uh, one change here is that now that the industrial design organization doesn't report to Tim Cook directly, it reports to reports to Jeff Williams, the chief operating officer and assumedly the CEO in waiting. And so that is a, a huge structural change. But this is a thing where we'll know over time, you know, whether this is was good or not for Apple. I think a lot of people are happy with where a lot of Apple stuff is today, but that stuff didn't start over the summer, that stuff has been in the works for a while. So I, I, I still feel like we're probably a couple years out from really understanding uh, what this means. But the most important thing is it means that the year of Steven continued, that, that my pick of changes on Apple's executive team uh, continued throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. Johnny Ive. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Federica, I had totally forgotten about this, but there was a feature for FaceTime called Attention Correction, and it was using 
like machine learning and all sorts of stuff that would basically, if you were not looking at the FaceTime camera on a FaceTime call, it would move your eyeballs, like the focus mm. of your eyes to make yes. it look like it was looking in the camera, yes. which people fell into two camps on this. They thought it was really cool and like a good use of technology. And other people thought it was super creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have a note here that says it was later removed. Is that, yeah, is it not it, there? I, it's I don't not know. It never shipped anymore. It never shipped. Rightfully so, okay. because it was creepy. Uh, so it was. <laughs> I fell. I fell into both camps. No, no. Creepy, but cool. Like it was like very interesting, like very uh, like an interesting use of technology, sure. very well implemented. But it never should have shipped. Like that was as far as it. Sh- it should have gone as far as, hey, look what I can do. Somebody shows somebody else at Apple, and they go, "That's cool." Don't ever commit it, mm-hmm. right? Like right. <laughs> just like leave yeah. it at that. I think, um, yeah, which sure. It's it cool. kind of seems like that was the case in the end. Really. When technology works, I know I think it's cool, but uh, you know, th- especially this kind of stuff that is really impressive in real time. It's real time video communication, so it's even more impressive. But no, thanks. So it's like the kind of thing you'd see at a TechCrunch hackathon, <laughs> right? It's like, oddly specific. I'm so pleased you did that, but don't ever release it to the world. This is not a product. You know? Yeah, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it, like a TechCrunch disrupt or something. Sure, you know? sure. We could go with that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in July, Apple revised the MacBook Air and the 13-inch MacBook Pro. So the MacBook Air became cheaper. It got um, the uh, True Tone display. It's really the only change here. Uh, the bigger change, though, was with the entry-level MacBook Pro. It had previously been the MacBook Pro but had function keys. Um, it was called the MacBook Escape by Federico. He named it, not Marco. And Federico loves don't n- ever, names on products. Don't, don't ever do this to me. This is like the greatest <laughs> insult that you could ever... <laughs> Wow. Really? Yes. Greatest things on the show that I like to come up with nicknames. Sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it got a uh, a touch bar. And uh, so there's that. Um, So yeah, it kind of evened out that weirdness. That entry-level MacBook Pro, I think, was supposed to be the MacBook Air replacement, but that never really took off. So just uh, an adjustment in the MacBook Air and MacBook Pro lineup at the low end. But this is not like people are still unhappy at this point with these MacBook Pros. Yes. Right? Okay. Well, and these, I mean, to skip forward to today, these Macs still don't have the new keyboard. So okay. there's, there's still an asterisk with, with buying these. Uh, but it's just, you know, Apple... Also, these came out like a week after the first rumors of the 16-inch MacBook Pro from Ming-Chi Kuo. It like, was very close. Ming-Chi Kuo published his first report, and then like a week later, the these revisions came out. Yeah. So like people already had in their mind this future product anyway mm-hmm. uh, also in july we had a visitor in mike <laughs> the oracle mm-hmm. you so were good. you were <laughs> it was so good uh you were quite sick and i was quite sick you wanted to be on the show but we didn't want to let you talk because you, you sounded like you were real like you should have been in bed you shouldn't have you should not have hung out with us i wasn't sick at that point though i'd only lost my voice and then the sickness came and it came bad but after the voice losing and so we, we limited you to single word answers on that show. And mm-hmm. we thought about it 
I think it came up on the show. Like we didn't talk about it before, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. Um, and it's one of my favorite things that's ever happened on the show. Yes. If it... And then somebody created Mike the Oracle dot space where you can go and ask a question like a magic eight ball and click the button and it just gives you one of my one word answers, which is fa- just fantastic. You will hear things like Amazon or yep. complicated. So that was Marina Ivanova <laughs> and Mike Apurin who made that uh, website, which is just the, the very best yes, thing. Yes, yes. Very, very good. Very good website. <laughs> oh, my voice was so bad. I just clicked the button and you just said the word groceries. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I clicked it and it's uh, and he said basie. Uh, I, I, or mm. now it's... Yes, more. It was it was a really it was a creative challenge for me that episode mm-hmm. to try because you would ask me quite complex questions mm-hmm. and I was only allowed to say one was thing. An, ex- so an exercise in the, restraint, Mike. I'm pretty sure one of the words is Jeremy in this. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I remember that from somewhere. That's really good. So if you haven't looked at that website, you should. We end July with actually really big news. So Qualcomm and Apple had been fighting for years over modem patents and all sorts of stuff. And basically, this was a one-two punch. Apple settled with Qualcomm and then bought Intel's modem division in like one big move. Mm-hmm. Apple is, for a while had been using Intel modems. I think it started in some phones, but it was like some phones had Intel, some had Qualcomm. People thought one was better than the other. I think we're clearly moving to a world where Apple will just make the modems in their own phones. And and with 5G coming, that's even more complicated. Uh, But this was a a huge move. And uh, again, like the Johnny Ive thing, this will be something that we find out over the next few years what it means, but uh, definitely huge headlines to end in July. Yeah, it's one of these stories that I am desperate to know which way the cards fell. Like, did Apple realize that they couldn't beat Qualcomm in court? Or did Intel, or did they come to a realization that Intel were lying to them about how far along in the, the <laughs> modems that they, you know, like what was the situation? Because these two things happened at the same time, mm-hmm. and both both situations could be true. Of like, did they settle with Qualcomm then buy Intel's thing, or did they find out that they had no choice right. and had to buy Intel's work and then settle? Like, it's a, uh, I, I would love to know the way that this actually fell. At some point, it'll come out. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I'd love to know <laughs> what went down here. In one of my favorite little tangents of the year in August, FileMaker, the subsidiary, the wholly owned subsidiary of Apple Incorporated, became Claris. They rebranded, got a new CEO, and set forth a very strong business plan in what almost feels like an internal mutiny within Apple. Of like, <laughs> this guy came in and was like, you know what? I'm shaking things up. And so now Claris is a thing and they have other products and that's that note file maker is now part of the Claris lineup uh relay fm turned five years old wow we did a bunch of stuff uh including a big live show and yeah with the the first ever family feud where we put on this big show in uh, san francisco and yeah turned five years old as a company which was great that was a that was a very good week it was a very very good week. and apple uh it was discovered by the guardian were having uh contract employees listen to misfired recordings of siri so if you accidentally trigger siri and nothing occurred they would send these out to uh contract employees who would listen to the audio 
the Guardian initially reported this, Apple kind of tried to shrug it off and it snowballed to the point that Apple changed their tact on this um, and got rid of all the contractors, Said that, which was kind of sad, really. Like, that wasn't necessarily the nicest thing to do in that situation, but they fired all the contract employees and or hired some of them because they said it was now going to be, uh, everything was going to be done by Apple employees and then they made it an opt-in Mm-hmm. Uh, after pausing the the thing uh, as i've said many times before which i still don't like um you cannot opt out of transcripts being sent but you can opt out of audio being sent for misfired siri interactions it's, it's another example apple's had a few of these this year where i feel like they've sort of dropped the ball in the way they handle a story like facetime mm-hmm. and then this they're like they're i think it's it's like they underestimate the response maybe i don't know something just sort of Funny about that. Uh, We're going to get to September, another big month, but let me tell you about our next sponsor, and that is Hover. When you have a big idea, where do you go? Where do you start? For a ton of people, Hover is that first step because a business starts with a domain name. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So you can go traditional.com.net or you can uh, can get wild. We own a .fm, and you can do... All sorts of these really fun TLDs, and it helps you uh, stand out. It helps you be unique, and no matter what you're trying to build, you could find a domain for it. Hover has excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have. They have free who is privacy, so your personal information isn't attached to your domain if someone looks it up. Really clean UI and UX. They are dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you with stuff you don't need and monthly sales on popular top-level domains. I have all of my domains at Hover. One of the ones I've had the longest, of course, is 512pixels.net. And every time it comes up, it's like, yeah, doing this another year. And when you are starting a project, you can use their tools uh, to search for something. I remember when I rebranded my blog to 512pixels, part of that was going to Hover and seeing what domain names were available for the different ideas that I had. Buy a domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash connected and you get a 10% discount on all new purchases. The URL hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. September means uh, Apple event. So new iPhones, new Apple Watch and a bunch of software updates. So Apple unveiled the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro line. Uh, The iPhone 11 Pro you can get in two sizes, uh, the Pro and the Pro Max. And I remember we could not believe, well, at least I couldn't believe that they were going to call it the iPhone 11 Pro Max, but they did. So uh, that's a bad name. I still think it's a bad name. I still kind of don't believe they did it, even though I know (laughs) it was They did it. It's called the iPhone 11 Pro Max. So it it happened. Watch uh, Apple Watch Series 5 with an always-on display. This was the big surprise from the event. I don't yep. think we we were expecting maybe to have sleep tracking. Sleep tracking was the rumor. There were absolutely zero credible rumors that indicated um, that there would be a phys- big hardware yep. change to yep. the Apple Watch. Uh, and of course, the uh, the new iPhone 11 and 11 Pro uh, lines with the iPhone 11 Pro having three cameras, one of them being the ultra wide, and the iPhone 11 taking the place of the 
the iPhone XR and offering the wide angle and ultra wide, so the standard and the ultra wide camera, but not a telephoto lens. So the iPhone 11 Pro, as all of them, there's no difference in terms of performance between the iPhone 11 Pro and the Pro Max, but the iPhone 11 does not have the 2x telephoto camera. Oh, and it also has an LCD screen, right? Compared to the OLED. Has an LCD screen. The as a, a, a liquid retina, but it's not the OLED one. Basically, mm-hmm. is it called Super Retina? L- I think so. Super, yeah, Super Retina display. I think, and also, sept- or is it Liquid Retina? Liquid. Oh, it's Liquid Retina when it's LCD. It's Super Retina when it's OLED. I don't know. It's confusing. All these names are confusing. I think that's right. Mega Retina. Hyper Retina. Hyper Retina Display. Max Retina. Yes, Retina Max. Um, there you go. And also at the event, Apple confirmed the release date for iOS 13, but we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. First, I need to mention that this was awesome, and I'm so happy that I played a small part in this event. Relay FM raised almost, which is incredible, $315,000 for St. Jude. Yeah, we did. You guys had your first ever podcastathon, which I also think it's the first time anybody has ever used this word or come up you know, with this thing, a podcastathon, <laughs> which is awesome. And you raised I'd uh, never heard of it before, yeah? but we I'd come up we had come up with this word like five years ago. Uh-huh. But just in, me and Stephen just referred to it with each other as a thing we wanted to do and then we ended up doing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um i'm so proud of this yeah me too like three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars is a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah it's it's, a lot of money. it's incredible it it's is. like what 4x your original expectations something like that yeah um mm-hmm. mike mm-hmm. ended up with a bunch of glitter on his beard so that was cool steven had way less hair steven shaved had a, had a mustache yes mm-hmm. which mustache. you should bring it back that was super good mm-hmm. steven so that happened. We'll, we'll um, see. We're gonna do another one. So you never, you never know. Okay. Is that break hashtag breaking news? Yeah, we're gonna do one. We're gonna do one in 2020. There you go. Hashtag breaking news. We're doing it again. Tipa Tech News. Start saving up. Yes, everyone. Bigger, bigger, and better. Yes. September saw the release of iOS and iPadOS 13, but with a weird twist toward the very end. Uh, a lot of features were delayed to 13.1, which uh, would follow 13 by like 10 days. So I had to make a decision. Do I want my review? Well, I knew that my review was going to include both iOS and iPadOS. iPadOS also didn't launch alongside iOS, I believe. iPadOS yep. came 10 days later. But it I had did. to make a decision. Do I want to split it? What do I want to do? And I decided I'm going to do it as I was planning to do all at once, two OSs and also the features that are going to come out in 10 days. I had to make a bunch of changes to the story saying this feature will come out with 13.1, but otherwise it was fine. And I'm very happy with how it went. Like I'm super, super happy. It's, it was the I know that every year is the best year ever, but I was happy with the graphics, with the animations that we did, with the section, with the fact that it was, a, well, I mean, it was a huge review, but it was also two operating systems at, at once. I, mm-hmm. the you know, people liked it and, and the extras, they went really well. And I also like uh, iPadOS and iOS. So, uh, you know, well, I don't love the fact that they were, they turned out. So here's the thing. 
now that I just I'm just thinking about it now. I one of the things that I will have to address next year that I got wrong uh, in hindsight was the just how much iOS 13 ended up being. Um, just how much buggy, sorry, ended up being. Uh, I I was not expecting it to be that much buggy, honestly. Uh, but also something weird that I noticed and that I don't know, like, I don't know what you guys think about it, but iOS has gotten worse for me over its many updates. Like, I'm having more oh, really? issues. Yes, I'm having huh. more issues now on 13.3 with, like, shortcuts or file shortcuts has gotten really worse for me, but also files shortcuts is 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 wonky in places for sure. But it's like it's worse than before, and even files the files app is worse for me than before. So many times I have to force quit files, and I was not doing that in September. Mm. Like I was not force quitting files all the time, but now I am. So in any case, I will have to address the performance stuff in next year's review. But yeah, um, so. Uh, September was a busy month. Let's not do that again, though, remember? Well, let's... Keep saying it to you now. The length of the review. Well, yeah, it's... Let's uh, not do that again. uh, The plan is already in place for next year to have more stories in the summer to relieve me Mm -hmm. from having to cover it all. So the plan is definitely to uh, go shorter again, Mm -hmm. even though I I do want to have two OSs in the same review, but more... I think that's fine. ...more help from other people in the summer. Yeah, it's probably a Mm -hmm. good idea. October brought macOS Catalina. Uh, I wrote a review of that. Um, Not as lengthy as Federico's, but still pretty good. Very proud of it. It's it's a really big deal. I mean, we're talking about iOS 13 and iPadOS 13, being like a big departure point, Catalina is right there with it, with the death of 64-bit apps. Uh, this was a return to the review for me. I did reviews for a long time, and then I did some sort of oddball stuff for a couple of years. But with Catalina, I knew that I wanted to uh, to review it. And John Voorhees wrote a review on Mac Stories as well, uh, also very good. And yeah, it's just a very polarizing release because it brings so many changes and you know a lot of people can't run it yet because they have software that would uh, would break on it. And then there's a lot of features in it that aren't really fully formed. Like mm. screen time is just super weird on the Mac, and the um, the ghost of iTunes, you know, being broken into multiple apps is like pretty good. But there are some features that you know aren't around anymore. And if you needed those, then you're sort of stuck. So it's definitely a release to prepare for not to mm. install blindly but um but that sort of kicked off october r.i.p iweb am i right that's i know gone from carolina mm-hmm. i disk yeah is that gone is that finally that's gone been gone too? a long that's been gone a long time backup but like backup could, it, could it run before though like was it no i disk was like uh icloud drive sort of thing like it was a feature of the os that got oh. turned on by Mobile me. Well, so what or, was the one that made iDVD? I was thinking of iDVD. That was a yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, iDisk was Pouring like one out for iDVD. Right, iDisk was like dot max file syncing thing. Yeah, I remember it. Really, now. yeah, not good. Yeah. I had an iDisk. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, Mike, you bought a new phone in October. Samsung Galaxy Fold. Mm-hmm. I worked very hard on a review that that was not that will be respected after my time because wow. it was not respected in its time. But far into the future, people will respect my review. Okay. Uh, we also had... The, On the same episode. 
Is it the same episode? Jeez. Apple screwed me. Apple Apple screwed me. I worked so freaking hard on the Galaxy Fold review, and then they released the emoji. Mm-hmm. That episode is where we named that contest the Jeremy's, where it's it's where Weird, Weird Fish comes from, too, where we make Federico guess the names of the emoji, and you go into like media blackout, so you don't read any coverage of it, right. and we just send you a JPEG, yes. and you have to name them. Yes. And then we all took a sip of Grandpa. Mm-hmm. We did. That's what I will always remember from that episode. Taking a sip of grandpa. Yes. That was a that was a it's a horrible thing horrible thing that you guys make me do, but I also enjoy it. You know? Mostly because I don't get to read Emojipedia for like nine months and then I yeah. need to f- I need to fill Emojipedia with page views from September from October to December. Mm-hmm. It's like click click click. I know Jeremy's really hurting for those yeah, no, yeah. page views. You know, I'm sorry I don't give you my business yeah. no more. Where's my traffic from Italy? Where is it? Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, the taking a sip of grandpa and the kiwi meatballs were highlights yes. of the year. Kiwi meatballs is a highlight, but like the level in which taking a sip of grandpa is a highlight for me is like so much more. It's like a Bezos chart type deal, <laughs> right? Like it's like significantly more important <sighs> to me. Yeah. It yeah. just came out before I realized it. Mm-hmm. We also had AirPods Pro come out in october they came out big surprise just like one day like product page and available to purchase and they like ship the next day it was like wild it it was we were thinking is there gonna be an event are there gonna be embargoes but no just like a press release and a web page and the two of you really like them a lot of our listeners really like them i love Um, them yeah i would just say though i just want to say right like let's see if we're amongst friends here so I'm, i'm gonna say it it's the most gross piece of technology I've ever owned in my entire life. Uh, yeah, hmm. you gotta clean it all the time. Yes, it's it's totally gross, 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 gross. But I'll let you in on a little secret, uh, something that I'm planning for, like like a holiday project, like a do-it-yourself project sort of way. So there's a whole and by whole kickstands. Um, <laughs> there's a whole community and by whole community i mean like 20 people on the mac rumors forums uh writing about how they modified the silicon ear tips of the airpods pro to fit in a layer of memory foam underneath the silicon so basically uh, there's even a youtube video from a person who did this you buy one of the comply foam tips and you slide in the airpod silicon one uh, in a way that you can sort of pull it back, and basically you end up with foam underneath the silicon tip, which is something that I want to do. I ordered this very specific uh, foam tips from Amazon Japan, so they're Japanese, so you know they're quality stuff. Yes, yeah, the best stuff. The, but you know, audio means Japan, and therefore it's quality. Um, so I will be destroying my AirPods silicon tips soon <laughs> enough because I know that this will go horribly wrong. But I'm, go- I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do. It. I will Wait, go. So, so why? Maybe I missed it. Why are people doing this? Because it's more comfortable if you have okay. this memory foam layer at least underneath the silicon layer. You know, foam is also significantly more gross. Right? You think the silicone's gross, the foam is grosser. The f- ideally, so ideally, somebody should make real uh, foam tip replacements for the AirPods mm-hmm. Pro, but they need to have like a specific plastic clip to attach to the AirPods Pro. Someone's going to do it, just nobody's been able to do it so yet. So what I'm doing now, so the silicone will still touch my ears, right? 
because the foam right. will be underneath the silicone. The foam will sit in between the uh, like the, the the central structure of the tip and the outer silicone layer, right? So if you look, mm-hmm. if you remove the the the, the, the silicone tip and you look at it, you see that there's like uh, an empty section, like an empty circular section. I'm wondering though how comfortable that's actually going to. I'm wondering that too. Going to be, it's not going to be as comfortable as just the foam. I guess it's supposed to act like a filler for the tips. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I, I know I'm going to destroy them. This will go really, really bad for me. So, My recommendation to you before you do this is to go to the Apple store and buy replacement tips. Yes, I plan to do. do that. But the theory is that because you add the foam, the silicon tip will still like because of the foam will fit better. And like it'll it'll fit itself to the shape of your ear better because it's not okay. just silicon. It's also this uh, there's also this memory foam layer that sort of makes it you know allows its shape to change in a better way. That's the theory from these twenty people on the Mac Rumors forums, and I want to <laughs> believe them. I very feel like, trustworthy I feel people. Like these individuals with very funny usernames are up to something, and I want to believe them. So I'm gonna do it. I, I still think there's room for Apple to do different style tips for these things. Like I agree. I, I, you know, they could do foam. They could do various things, and you know, they still could. Maybe, maybe when they revise the AirPods Pro, that would be a thing they could they could offer. Federico, I have a question for you. How did you find this? Well, it's funny you ask. I started searching. <laughs> I've been searching on Amazon.com uh-huh. because, of course, these things do not arrive in Italy ever. Uh, for Here's a quick tip for you. You can search Amazon results by latest arrivals. So for the past few weeks, every like every sing, like every couple of days, I would go to Amazon.com and search for mm-hmm. Foam Tips AirPods Pro and and sort search results by latest arrivals. Nothing was ever happening, so I googled that and I filtered the Google search results uh, for the last month, and that's where I discovered the Mac Rumors people. Um, hanging out and discussing this technique. And eventually one of them made a video. The person makes it look very easy. It's not very, it's not going to be very easy. And at some point they start pulling the, like the, the, the silicon, the, the tip with pliers or something like it's, it goes, oh, yeah. it is going to go super bad. I know it. We all know it, but I got to try it. You know, this is going to be a more involved project than the kickstands that I attached to my uh, iPad pro. Uh, well, oh, to this yeah. mark, which I still love and I use every day. They're perfect. So that went well, but this is more involved. I will probably have to request Sylvia's help because she has smaller hands and I don't think I will be able to handle this very precise job myself. So we'll see, but I'm definitely going to buy the replacement tips from Apple for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it works, they could be so much more comfortable for me. So... We'll see. Please make an Instagram story of this uh, as you do I will, it. I will try. Yes. So we are approaching the end of the year, a very busy November and December. Uh, but before Mike tells us about what happened in November, I want to tell you about StoryWorth, the easiest way to share your family stories. The holidays are a great time to reconnect with family. You can catch up, swap stories. You can be reminded how funny and entertaining some family members can be. And StoryWorth is a great way to stay in touch with family Uh, beyond the holidays, because when they're over, everyone goes home, but you can keep your stories going online. 
every week, StoryWorth will email your family members different prompts with questions that you would never think to ask. Things like, what have been some of life's greatest surprises? Uh, What are the riskiest things you've ever done? Have you ever gotten a tattoo for a podcast? And after a year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question, uh, plus a photo of your choosing, into this beautiful keepsake book, and it's shipped for free. I went through this a while back with a family member, and the questions really are like deep and probing in a way that I really felt were like refreshing, things that I would never think to ask, but unlock all these great memories and stories for your loved ones. So preserve and pass on your memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. Sign up today by going to storyworth.com slash connected, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash connected for 20 bucks off. Our thanks to StoryWorth for their support of this show and Relay FM. Tis time for November. November was very busy, full of way more news than you would expect at this time of year. The first piece I would like to bring to you is Photoshop for iPad. It was released much later than anybody had expected, um, but and also with less features than most people wanted. But Adobe Sense have seemed to commit that like this is an important thing for them, and they're going to keep working on it and adding new features. It really does feel like the beginning of Photoshop for iPad, uh, even though people wanted more. Uh, We spoke about them already a little earlier, but in November was when Apple's uh, TV Plus shows debuted. Uh, The 16-inch MacBook Pro was unveiled to the world in November. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody was much excited about this. Of course, it killed the butterfly keyboard, which is no longer around. It killed it for one laptop, not two others. (laughs) Yes, it is gone in this very MacBook Pro, but also brought with it a bunch of interesting features and performance and stuff like Mm -hmm. overall, like it seemed like that this computer is is very well regarded. So I think people um, are really enjoying it. Yeah. Which is which is great news, right? Like Apple did exactly what people were hoping that they would do with this product. So it's good to see that. You you said that and and my that they killed the the butterfly keyboard and my brain because it's weird. I instantly imagined like the cover of Kendrick's Lam, uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, "To Pimp a Butterfly" album, but it's called "To Kill a Butterfly" and there's a MacBook on the cover. Hmm. Somebody should make okay. that. Please make that. I need that in my life if you ever have the time to do so. Thank you. The information spoke about a report, well, they gave a report of a, a uh, meeting that happened inside of Apple that laid out an internal roadmap for AR products, including an AR headset in 2022 with glasses in 2023. Uh, you will note that the hosts of this very show were very dubious of this idea and technology. Mm-hmm. Apple Music Replay launched, which was Apple's attempt at doing something like Spotify Wrapped. Spotify Wrapped came later and absolutely destroyed in quality and features Apple Music Replay, but like, better luck next time, Apple, because Spotify did a far better job with Spotify Wrapped. Have you? Did you guys get to see it much? I saw that they I saw that they had the well I mean besides the, the the cultural influence of it alone like I saw people sharing and tweeting you know about Spotify it, rap. it basically created a UI which was like an Instagram story yes. inside of Spotify which showed all these graphs and graphics and like things you could share it also included podcasts which was cool and the really good idea that they had was to have your songs of the decade mm-hmm. which I think is what really resonated with people and it was a missed opportunity for Apple because they should have seen this coming like it's the end of the decade let's show people and I, and I guess that the problem for Apple is that Apple Music has only been around for five years now four just over four years basically so it kind of doesn't make sense to do songs of the decade but you know whatever people don't remember 
how time works. So Apple Music should have done it, even if it's just for like five years of data, you know? So uh, Spotify has it. Uh, better luck next uh, decade, I guess, Apple. And Replay, uh, Apple Music Replay is still around. It updates weekly. So uh, I, I'm guessing hmm. that on January 1st, or maybe the first Sunday of January 2020, you will have to go to... You'll get your 2020 replay? You will have to go to the website to replay... What, what is it? Beta.music.apple.com slash replay and generate the replay 20 playlist. But after that, you can listen to music and every week of the year 2020, you will get an updated set of songs in your replay 20 playlist. So we'll see how it goes. Motorola showed off the folding Razer phone, which will be available next year, which I'm very excited about. And of course, Tesla showed off Federico's favorite, the Cybertruck. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that Blah. sound. That sound you made. Can we move to December? Please. Let's move yeah. to December. Apple held a secret uh, awards ceremony for the what used to be just a press release and sometimes a web page and often just a, a section of the app store. The best, uh, the lists for apps and games and books and podcasts of the year. Now they had this uh, private event, uh, I suppose in New York City, um, and there were some, there were picks, you know, there were apps chosen <laughs> and games chosen. There the were categories were, were selected. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we talked about them, you know, um, uh, Moleskine Flow won its uh, 10th award of the year uh, from Apple. <laughs> um, no, so much well, shade. Now. No, I mean, it's a good app. It's, I'm kidding. You know, they're, yeah. What do you uh, think about their, their watch pick for the year? I think they really nailed that category. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really good pick. I think uh, absolutely, you know, from an editorial standpoint, uh, what, a, what a pick, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We all, we all got to agree, the coolest physical awards given of the year, though, right? The Apple Music Yes. Music, well, physical. actually, yes. They they had the Apple Music Awards. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, they are the uh, the the Apple Music Awards made out of silicon, like uh, I'm guessing unused yeah. uh, silicon parts for Apple made chips. Uh, they and they're big, right? We talked about this. They're like the size of an LP. The circular parts the size of the LP, then it has a huge piece of aluminium around it's, it. It's uh, it's it's it is an object. Massive. They they are uh, a substantial object. So yes. uh, Billie Eilish uh, basically swept One the Apple them. Music Awards. Yep. But there were also other picks, and there's a there's a list that we published. Uh, you can still find it somewhere on the App Store and Apple Music, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Spectre Camera uh, was the app of the year, and um, Sky uh, was the game of the year. Uh, what else is uh, happening in December? Let's see. Oh yeah, the Mac Pro finally came out. A uh, bunch of pe- bunch of people are excited about this. Uh, uh, you know, um, some people are buying it, other people are not. Uh, John so. John Syracuse's got one coming. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. There are podcasts being made about the Mac Pro that will come out. Many 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 podcasts are being made about the Mac Pro. People seem happy, but also people are not happy because. Folks, and this is like I'm sort of out of this discussion, but I sort of pay attention to it in passing. Uh, folks, like how you pay attention to the Mac Rumors forums. Oh no, I actually I do. I look, pay way more those attention. Are, those to are my those. people, uh, the, the Mac Rumors right. forums people. Folks were expecting better performance out of a Mac Pro, like 
the base model or the medium model. Like if you spend $3,000 or $5,000 on a Mac Pro, you know, still uh, like a like a good expense. Like it's, it's a good amount of money, uh, but people do not seem happy about the performance that you get. So Stephen, can you shed some light on what is going on with this debate? Well, you got to spend $6,000, not three uh, to even get in the door. But right. the, it seems like the base eight core and then maybe even the 12 core doesn't really outpace the iMac Pro in some things, but that that should not be surprising to anybody because they they both use the Intel chipsets, right? Like it 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 speaks highly of the iMac Pro is, that is as fast as it is, but I I really think that the Mac Pro as far as performance goes beyond just like raw CPU numbers because you can get those in that other machine, but where the Mac Pro is going to shine is in RAM capacity and then GPU uh, computational stuff and the afterburner if you're working in uh, ProRes. And so if you look at it more holistically, the Mac Pro smokes the iMac Pro for some workflows. But I mean, I think people just want to find something to complain about. Like I don't read much into that being a problem for this machine because on paper, like, yeah, they're going to benchmark about the same because they have the same CPUs. Well, you know, I guess if your job is to run Geekbench scores, it's important. But I don't think that's anybody's job, so it's probably not that important. Um, next up, do I have do I have to read my own stuff? Um, well, you can, or or Mike can do ah, it. Okay, all right. So this is stuff that we hadn't reported on, but like it has happened, so it's worth mentioning. So there are two things. Uh, first is Federico published the most ambitious shortcuts crossover of the year. A is two shortcuts. One has like 800 actions, another has 1,000 actions. Both called MusicBot. You've got MusicBot and MusicBot Pro. MusicBot Pro, as of this release, is not available. It will be sent out in this week's Mac Club Mac Stories Weekly. Mm-hmm. MusicBot is a shortcut, which I think I saw Steven say this earlier, and it's completely true, it goes way further than not only any shortcut I have seen before, but more than I actually believed was possible for yeah. what shortcuts could do. Uh-huh. Because I have never seen an 800 action shortcut before. And if you want to see what it's like, like, because of the way that shortcuts makes you enable it, you have to scroll through the, the list. And you can get, like, like as, you, as you install it, you scroll through and it shows you all the actions before <laughs> you can add it. But I, I actually like that because it gives you an appreciation for what you are adding plus i had to at one point because i had this a little bit early i was helping because as we've mentioned on the show i break all of federico's shortcuts for reasons that don't make any complete sense but one of the things that was funny this time was when going into apples because okay actually let me pause i'm going to pause there i'll explain a little bit more about what it is music bar is a collection of shortcuts wrapped into one very large shortcut essentially which will allow you to operate the music in your apple music library in many various ways from picking playlists to saving albums to having a music bot keep track of albums that are coming out later in the year to letting you search your library to playing music by genre um, to being able to control the audio uh, from the sense of the volume of your device to sending it to other devices via airplay it does all of this stuff and it's incredible it will also allow you to pick Apple mixes, so like your uh, friend mix and stuff like that. Well, uh, one of them, what? Which can you remember which mix it was? Favorite? It, the the favorites. There, yes. there's a mix called favorites, which kept failing for me because in the UK it's spelt with a U. <laughs> 
right? And so like the, it couldn't find it. So like, yeah. stuff like that. But when I did that, I Federico said to me, oh, just go in and add it. Just amend it yourself. So I entered the matrix of the <laughs> shortcut. <laughs> like, I had to, one, find the area where I had to add this U. And then two, like I, like at one point, I like accidentally picked something up, oh, right? No. You know, you can feel the haptic. Oh, no. And I was like, ah! And I, I forced quit shortcuts. That was yes, the way that I yes. dealt with that. <laughs> it's like, Perfect. I don't want to. And I ended up finding it and adding the U in the right place. But like, it was almost, it's kind of funny, like at the time, like even though I knew that this would only affect my local version, there was a part of me that was like, I can't believe Federico's trusting me to do this. <laughs> but I had done it. I've been in there. Uh, and I asked Federico, how did you edit this can you tell people the because yeah. like, i was like how were you keeping track yeah. of this when you were building it and you told me the way that you did it can you just reference like when you were building this shortcut yeah the way that you would build it in it so initially when like I, so the the first thing i do for these complex shortcuts is i try to build a structure out first so i don't actually it's not working it's not functioning but i do build the structure of like menus and lists and conditional blocks so to do this um, I use my iPad, but later when I needed to actually fill the shortcut with data and actions and, and parameters, I had to use a second device. So a second device disconnected from the internet so that it wouldn't uh, sync changes back and forth as I was editing on my main iPad. So imagine um, one iPad editing the shortcut, another iPad in portrait mode so that I could see more actions at the same time because of the vertical orientation disconnected from the internet that would allow me to scroll the shortcut back and forth and see where data was coming from as the other one was actually making changes to the live copy. Uh, this is not an ideal situation. And later, I, for example, now when I'm building MusicBot Pro and I'm adding features to the Pro version, I'm relying on the scroll bar um, method a lot in iOS 13 that you can pick the scroll bar and scrub it through real quick and that allows you to navigate mm. real fast in a long document I'm using that I I now have a sense of where things are located more or less in MusicBot but also the, the combo of like using the scroll bar and looking at the emoji that I used the emoji are used in MusicBot for menus and lists uh, both for presentation purposes but also for me to keep track of sections uh, through the colors of the of the characters of the emoji um, so yeah not an ideal situation editing MusicBot and uh, but yeah, but I got it done. And MusicBot Pro is now well over a thousand actions, so that that Ooh. that should be fun. And it just adds it adds more features in, right? Then as more yeah. features, yeah. So basically, MusicBot Pro, as I wrote on Mac Stories, you will have to use the you will have to own the Toolbox Pro app, which is the shortcuts companion utility we talked about. And thanks to that, you will be able to have additional Apple Music actions. Uh, initially, the plan was for me to let people create a developer token for Apple Music, but now thanks to Toolbox Pro, I no longer have to. So there's nothing you need to worry about, basically. On Friday, just make sure that you have Toolbox Pro installed and download Music Pop Pro and do the normal configuration, no developer stuff involved anymore, and it'll work for you. And you will be, you will be able to do things like uh, love or dislike a song that is currently playing, you will be able to do this for any song, regardless of whether it's already in your library or not. So basically, the the idea of MusicBot Pro is that the limitation 
of the free version that it only works for stuff that is in your library, that's gone because Toolbox Pro has actions that talk directly to the Apple Music API, uh, the web service. So uh, you can search for any song and you can start playing any song, even if it's not in your library. So like you think of something, you can open Music Bar Pro and there's a new uh, action called Search and Play. And you can just type in the name of a song and start playing it right away in the background. It doesn't even launch music. So a bunch of features like that. And um, and you can also save curated playlists from Apple Music. Like there's a really Ooh. good, yeah. Uh, so, you know, any Apple Music playlist, like, I don't know, best of like the, the what's it called? The alternative, you know, the top of the alternative. A-list. A-list. Uh, there's an excellent new playlist that I just saw today uh, called Emo Rap. Uh, which is really, really good for uh, you know that kind of genre. Those playlists you can now save in MusicBot Pro uh, because they, you know, normally that's uh, that's all Apple Music catalog stuff, as they call it. Mm. So um, and the favorite albums features in MusicBot Pro is just called favorites because you can save singles, albums, and playlists to your favorites. So that's nice. Very cool. It's very very cool. And then today, yes, Mac Story Selects, which were your you did. So I think last year was the first year you did this, where you did basically your apps of the year. Uh, it included two different categories this year, right? Was a reader's choice, and was it was best new feature? Was that new? This I think it was four four categories actually. Uh, best new feature. Oh, okay. Reader's choice. Uh, best watch app. Hint, uh, hint, yes. hint, and best Mac app. Because we also remember about those. Um, hey. So making, that's a total of six awards now that you give out? Uh, eight. That's eight, eight awards. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I can't count. There's like an amount of awards yeah. and something. But they the, the awards are really nice. And you did something which I think is amazing, uh, which is physical trophies. Yes. yes. With the Mac Story Select logo in them, which is a very nice touch. It's very classy. Yeah, I, I knew. Yeah. I want one of those. Well, do create something and, and maybe you will be considered. Oh, wow. Poof. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I knew that I wanted to do this last year. But I, you know, I needed to see if it was like a thing that people would care about before committing because it's it's an investment, right? We actually, the the awards do not build themselves out of thin air and and yeah. See, you know. like we, so we, me and Jason do the upgrades, right? Which is like the awards that we've done. And I thought to myself a bunch of times, like, oh, it'd be really cool to make physical awards. But our categories are so wide-reaching. Yeah. Because like, we do like a favorite movie. It's like no movie studios except in the awards, so I've never <laughs> bothered doing it. But like it makes perfect sense for you to do it because you have the captive audience. Like the developers of applications are reading the site anyway. So like it, they are all super excited. Like the with the upgrade is it seems to have been over the last few years that it is podcasters care most about the upgrade is. Mm. Right, so like other podcasters want to re- want to receive upgrading awards, right? Like that seems to have been a thing. Um, so, but like we're not just going to make awards for two categories of our twelve categories or whatever it is. But right. I think these this is a very cool idea to do. Thank and you. I think you've executed it perfectly. Thank you. There's obviously more we want to do next year. But I am naturally assuming John made this happen. Uh, well, um. Actually, we we did a we did a lot of research, uh, but yeah, the the manufacturer of the awards is based in the 
in the in the US. So John had to talk yeah. to them. This just feels like a very John Voorhees project, like the execution of a project like this. This feels like something John would do. Yes, and and he took all the photos uh, and the videos that we have these spinning animations that we're sharing on Twitter and Instagram very today. Very cute. Yeah, very very cute. cute. But also a fun detail. Um, Each winner, so we'll we'll, uh, proceed to with shipping the awards later this week. Uh, Each winner will get the award and a lovely card uh, alongside the award. And because both John and I have horrible, really, really horrible handwriting, um, we had Sylvia do the (laughs) the handwriting on the card. uh, Very good. Because uh, you know John and I cannot write, and John was here in Rome obviously last week so uh, it was convenient to plan all of that but yeah uh, mm. physical awards it was fun oh I, I haven't seen them in person by the way maybe in a couple of years time there can be like an actual ceremony and you can hand them out to people imagine that yeah that that would be cool actually yes we'll see you know okay maybe we can have this conversation offline but like if you shifted the awards to june well, yeah, I th- so I thought about it actually, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how to. Well, there's maybe something we can do. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> you can count a program against the ADAs. <laughs> Just like, do it at the same time. Especially, see, you know. <laughs> see who comes. <laughs> and the instead. Maxory Select goes to Flow by Moleskine. Um <laughs> <laughs> You do it outside on the sidewalk outside WWDC. You know, like in protest. You just hand one out to everybody. Yeah. See now, now you made it terrible, Stephen. So now it's not Aww. something I want to do anymore. Oh. Uh, well, on that disappointment, we should we should wrap this up. Some housekeeping. Uh, we will be off on Christmas Day, but we will be back on January 1st with the 2020 Rickies. Our predictions for next year. We will grade our predictions from 2019. We've already been arguing about what's a Ricky and not, so do not miss that. There is way less bloodshed so far i mean there's still some time to go before we nail it down but like there there was some bloodshed six months ago uh but there's been way less this time which is good Mm. we are preparing for that uh also just want to say you know we are really fortunate to do this show and it is something that is only possible because of y'all out there listening so in talking about the year in review like Connected has had a great year, and that's because of y'all. So the three of us wanted to say thank you to our listeners out there for making it possible uh, for another year. Yeah, and I think to to, to kind of put a, a, a slight bent on that. You don't want to thank our listeners for listening? No, no, because <laughs> I, we thank people every year, right? As is totally right, because like, we're super happy that people tune in. Yeah. But this show got really weird in 2019, Yes. Right? Like, we (laughs) leaned into a specific way that we want to produce this show, and it seems to have also hit our listeners with exactly, I think, what a lot of them were looking for. And so I want to thank everyone for coming along with us on this journey, for making this show, I think, for the three of us, like, way more fun to produce as well as trying to balance with Mm -hmm. the interesting commentary that we want to do but like we have a lot of fun with this show now and it's kind of taken its own path and i'm you know it seems like people have really warmed to that idea along with us which has given me like a whole new appreciation for a project that i have been doing that we have all been doing 
for a very long time at this point. So, you know, like this show, the, the us, us three working together, it's like how many years now? Uh, coming up on seven. Six, seven, yeah. Right. And so to feel, I feel completely refreshed, like we're doing a brand new show. Yeah. And that has happened in 2019. And it's made me very, it makes me really look forward to every Wednesday. Um, so no, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm not a person who believes in these things, but I'm just saying, we began the show with a trash can Mac Pro, and the show was re you know basically reborn with the yeah. m- with the new Mac Pro. So is it a coincidence? I don't know. No, you know, I think when you say that, you say like, I guess the identity of our program is tied up in the Mac Pro, and we should be remembered for that. You know, we are the Mac Pro show, not those ATP folks. I agree, actually. So. There you go. Who? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. yes, we're, we're super, the Mac Pro show. We are the Mac Pro show. We are pro Mac people over here. Macintosh right? professionals. We love the Macintosh. <laughs> we love the Macintosh professional. We do. We do. So yes, thank you everybody for listening, and especially when we go on our weird, you know, side topics. Um Including the Macintosh professional. Look forward to our first proper episode of the year where Federico talks about how he split some AirPods silicone tips in half. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. got that one to look forward to. I am going to buy a Mac Pro just to watch the video and uh, you know with with the with the better video codec because of the afterburner uh, thing. That's right. It makes uh-huh. video faster. Like it actually goes faster. So I think I think that does it for 2019 for Connected. I'd like to thank our sponsors uh, this week, Squarespace, Pingdom, Hover, and StoryWorth. In the the time that we are gone, you can still follow us on Twitter, of course. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. He is the host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He's the editor-in-chief and apparently trophy designer over at MacStories.net. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my writing at 512pixels.net. And until next year, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Happy New Year, everybody. Adios.